0: Chico, what up my nigga, what up my nigga? God is good, God is good, God is great, so great I do not play about my food so nigga get out of my place Get that on my face, God is good, so good, damn it's so great, amazing I'm about to tear this chicken up and I'ma eat it just like it's a steak Woo, woo Woo, 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 damn I'm giving thanks, I'm giving thanks, you know I like spaghetti Slipping it up, the cornbread is ready I'm about to pipe it up, then I'ma liquor in my cup Then I'ma go to my mama and tell her that shit was a fuck I wanna thank you for my food Shit was too good I couldn't eat it without you Y'all, I wanna thank you for your man Look at the ice On of 3 we say amen
1: South at Union, Seattle, Washington from Studio 212. Uh, this is a season two, episode four of Grill. How much longer for that steak, mister? Drop the call, sir. What's that? I can't hear you. Do you have something in your mouth?
0: I dropped the call. I have nothing in my mouth, Jeff.
1: All right. I am your host. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Stills, across from me is Jonathan Tunamathan, uh, Afro Latito Papa, and uh, the man missing his front teeth. Did somebody bust out your front teeth, Johnny? No, it was a trampoline accident, actually. So I don't know if you know this. Uh, does, do our guests know this? I mean, does our listeners know this? No, I don't think so. Johnny had a terrible accident when he was a kid, and uh, were you an adult. No, I was a teenager. And uh, he's missing his two front teeth. I wouldn't
0: call it a terrible accident. I call it I was being a stupid teenager and I ended up losing my front teeth. So if he
1: has a lisp today, guys, it's because uh, he's going to the dentist. But not for the front teeth. I have another cavity that I
0: have to actually go figure out. And that's why I'm not wearing my teeth because the retainer that that has my fake teeth... sits on the tooth that has the cavity, and it's excruciating
1: pain. So, I've just been going toothless for the past couple of days. Word. Okay, well, a couple things. Keith Boogie, uh, Queef Boogie, uh, the risotto god. Uh, what else? I had another name I on wanted to call him. It's called uh, uh, I can't remember what it is. The producer of the Drop and He, produced, Drop he Induc- hates that one. <laughs> uh, he's not in studio. I don't know why. <clears throat> busy man. He just got back from L.A. on big business for the Soundcasting Network. Go to mm-hmm. Soundcasting mm-hmm. Network Dot com. Check out some of the other shows. Uh, I'm going to try not to curse this entire episode because I got some complaints last week about uh, how many times I would say the F word. As uh, Jake Paul might say, I was saying flipping too much. Flippity flip. Flippity flip flop. Uh, what other complaints do we get, Johnny? We got a couple other complaints.
0: Um, yeah, we got another complaint. We I, we did not hit the listeners last week. So, I guess that they, or the week before we, they were hitting us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got hit up. So we got hit times. up and uh, somebody was... A little upset with how we handled um, one of the articles we were talking about. Was it the Danny Meyer one? I want to say.
1: Yeah, it was about those crooked. Uh, damn, I almost cursed. Uh, it was about those crooked owners uh, conspiring behind the backs of, uh, of their, their employees. Their employees to mm-hmm. uh, swindle that
0: money. Yeah, taking money from uh, raised restaurant prices.
1: Oh, I need a correction on that too, because I was informed by somebody. Uh, Ethan stole restaurants is not autograd. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they stopped that. Well, I, I, did did they in, implement it and then take it away? Yeah, and same with um, Josh Henderson because the one I, I know, Josh Henderson did, and he was like, "Well, my bad, guys." Uh, yeah, I heard that whole story from one of his chefs. It was brutal. He tried to stick up for the gratuity, but um, I don't know about I don't know where that Ethan Stoll thing came from. I, they, are you sure they started? I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. All I know is that we we do out of gratuity, and it's it now all goes to us because supposedly um we were getting a percentage of total sales and then we were saving away a portion for health insurance to pay for yeah. health insurance but i guess that has to come out of the company no matter what so all that extra money was basically dead money so what they did was they basically gifted it back to us for retroactive hours
1: i ate uh i ate a at chinooks down in uh, Magnolia, I guess Inner Bay, whatever. Uh, yeah. For brunch yesterday, how was that? With my brunch crew, shout out. Brunch squad, Brunch squad. Um, and they have <clears throat> excuse me on the bottom of their menu they have um four percent of all sales go to the ki- directly to the kitchen staff yeah so i thought that was pretty cool it's like and you know you can i wonder if they still get tipped out though no that would be consider that would be their tip and it'll be labeled as
0: like a bonus on their
1: four percent of all sales of all
0: sales yeah all right that's not not so bad that, so you want your restaurant to be extra extra busy because i mean
1: oh they, they're pop they're always pop they've been pop for years because
0: when you think about it four percent is not that much but it But it is in the long, in the short run.
1: Yeah. Okay. So addressing the, I guess the couple complaints for that they felt people felt that we were being too harsh Mm -hmm. on some of the owners and maybe. um, And I don't think we were being necessarily harsh on them. I think we were coming from a
0: place of where we've experienced sort of things like this. Um, in our lives and in the industry and we we know a lot of chefs we've been sous chefs we've been chefs you know we kind of know still are baby still are yeah right and you kind of know what goes on like even as a line cook I know a lot of what goes on in the restaurant maybe let's not say I wouldn't say that I know about all the money that goes on in the restaurant numbers man that's I know know about yeah I know about numbers like I can look up like what we're selling and what you know costing things out and stuff like that so I feel like when you're a chef owner and you don't know what's going on in your restaurant, then you're not truly the owner of that restaurant because that's your bread and butter. That's your name. So if you're going to let something like that happen under your name, then... You don't deserve that restaurant. It's not that you don't deserve that restaurant but you can't some people can't get upset saying that we're against the the owner, um, and that it could be like an investor thing or something like that. And it's like it doesn't matter who it is. The name in the face is that person, and if they're not
1: in the loop, then they need to reassess their situation and go back into their restaurant. Well, also, you're not protecting your cooks. You're not protecting your staff. And who do you think, uh, in the kitchen, a lot of times um, we try to refer to um, the restaurant as maybe a car. Yeah. And the car, the engine of that car is the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? That's what drives the entire car. And you got your um, front of the house, your management, your bartenders, those are your tires and, you know, whatever. Okay. And cocaine fuels uh, <laughs> it's gas. <laughs> it's That's gasoline. The gas. No. Um, yeah. And so if you're not taking care of your engine, your car's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And, you really, really need and that's why we love chef owners is because they a lot of them come up through the kitchen so they understand what it's like to be on the bottom of mm-hmm. the totem pole. Um, and so either A, my opinion on it at least, and I'm not gonna say Johnny feels this way, is that A, either you're a try not to curse, uh, you're not a you're a dummy and you don't know what's going on, you don't know how to run a restaurant, or you're a criminal and you're stealing from your staff. I mean that's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, I can um, see that. I mean I also want to say that like it's it's not like I think we got a little bit too far ahead of ourselves where I think I did personally where I was like I don't really want to support these people in the future, which wasn't what I wasn't meaning that like if I were to go to New York or you know LA or Northern California and try and eat at one of these restaurants or, and I would be in that area that I wouldn't go eat at these restaurants. Of course, I'd go eat at these restaurants. Of course, I'd go support them. But at the point in time when we were reading the article and we were talking about what the what was in that article, it was kind of frustrating because I can see it from a perspective of somebody who has been cheated out of
1: money. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. It yeah, makes but you Johnny, reevaluate. hold on. But Johnny, hold on. Because you work at a good restaurant that pays you well mm-hmm. and um, you're not getting stole from, you can afford to go to those places and eat at those restaurants. No, exactly. So you think about some of the people that work at some of those restaurants. They're getting. Can st- they go? Can and they? And, and let eat. alone the the cities that yeah. these people live in. I mean, we live in Seattle. It's pretty expensive to live here. And uh, but think about some of those other cities. Yeah, that's know? definitely true. So that's that's where my my passion and my heart and my anger and my hate comes from. Yeah. When reading about stories like this, especially David Chang, man, who. Man, I fell in love with so long ago. But we don't know. There's no hard evidence. And
0: that's the thing. It's like, this is all speculation. So if anybody gets upset about what we're saying, you just have to remember that we aren't doing an investigation on these people. We're just
1: getting information from a source. And we're kind of. We look it up.
0: Yeah, we look it up.
1: But I we're mean, we, run, we, but we try we're, to read into it. And right now, the, the news story is too fresh. Uh, but there will be talks about it. I mean, no, we, yeah. we've seen, you know, stuff still comes out. And we usually touch back
0: up on it. And we're usually brainstorming about the situation. We're not like saying, like, this is hard, stone cold facts. We're saying, like, this is the information that we have and this is how we feel about the information that we've been given. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so on I'm to, having a hard time not cursing. I know, it's tough, but you know, on to, on on
1: to, to the, the next. next one. On to the next one. Should we just, uh, how's work going real quick? We're doing really well. Um, you said lunches are getting busier. Yeah, lunches are getting mad busy. Go see Johnny at lunch, man. June baby, sixty fifth
0: covers covering hard. Yeah, very good, very good. We're actually going to be doing a chicken fried steak and chicken and uh, liver and onion soon, I think, on the menu. So that should be fun. And uh, it's just overall all popping. We're getting into the holiday season. We're going. We're making um, sweet potato pecan apple pies um, and sweet potato bread braids that are all for sale for the holiday season. Um, We're selling ice cream. We're selling stocks. You're selling stuff to like go out the store? I can come in there and buy some bread? Yeah, you can come in and order bread and then pick it up on a certain day. Nice. That's good. And then we also have a freezer full of all of our house-made chicken, um, vegetable, pork stocks that we're, you know, that we're selling to
1: the people. you know. Big everybody, dog style. Yeah, Big everybody, dog style. Everybody, everybody needs stock during these days. So, yeah. So, it's good. Uh, my work? I don't know. I think I mentioned last week. Uh, yeah, I mentioned we were in Seattle Times. That kind of. We saw some people. That didn't really look like maybe everybody belongs at Jupiter Bar. But uh, just random people in there. And, you know, you just get to talking to them. It's kind of nice. You know, I have an open kitchen. and I have the freedom to walk around and chat with people, which I don't. But I just kind of ask people, you know, here's your food. How'd you like it? This and that. And they give me some feedback. Uh, right now, testing out some new recipes for a menu change coming up here for winter. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, my staff is getting kind of getting in check, you know, they're starting to do stuff without having to ask correctly. Um, So shout out my whole squad at Jupiter Bar. And it's just a great place. The owners, um, you know, they're doing their best and they're doing a great job. I love both of them. Um, Yeah, that's it. Good. So let's get into it. Uh, So last night was the premiere of Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown episode here in Seattle. I believe it's episode seven or eight. Or is it eight? I think it's eight. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and we love Anthony Bourdain. Last time he was in town, I uh, stalked him. And uh, I didn't stalk him. No. I did get a picture with him. Funny story, but I won't tell it. I think I've told it before. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Yeah, you have. Shut up. It is episode eight. It is episode eight. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Johnny. Um, so I just want to touch, go over real quick. We're not going to cover the whole entire episode because I don't want to ruin it for everybody. And uh, it's... Uh, yeah, but it's a really good episode. Did you like, I gave I gave it like a, a seven and a half out of 10.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the episode. I thought it was really cool. It actually kind of made me proud to right. be in Seattle and to know that like, I'm going to raise my son here and stuff like that. A lot of people brought up really good points about what's going on with the tech industry and all that stuff. And
1: yeah, let me, we'll just cover it real quick. I'll run it down real quick. So he um, first goes to Pacific Inn to eat fish and chips with some, <laughs> I put it in my notes, some stupid band. Uh, I don't know who that band is. Uh, but apparently, they wrote a store, uh a song about the Tech Boys. Mm-hmm. When the hell in Seattle have you ever heard anybody refer to them as the Tech Boys? Uh, no, never. They're Tech Bros yeah. or Amazonians. Yeah, or dbex Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. They're totally nice. No, to and them. I got home. Yeah, and like we're we're not haters at all. I have lots and lots and lots of friends that work at Amazon. That girl was going in on them though. She was. She was. Um, yeah, they didn't have a lot of nice things to say about them. There are some pros and cons to, you know, the tech boom industry here. And he, yeah, he even ate with the guys from GeekWire. But anyway, um, and then he discussed also the gentrification going on in the tech boom with, uh, one of the street artists of my neighborhood, Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. who, uh, he started off doing a street campaign about, uh, cause there was some gay bashings going on in my neighborhood. And he put up those uh, posters to say, uh, uh, was it gays bash back or whatever oh, okay. With the gay dudes with the fists or whatever um, so that was pretty cool and then he went uh, bought some weed went out to a weed farm which is kind of cool I was sitting there thinking like man I don't know if you want to be showing that weed farm on TV you know, some people might get an idea to go rob that thing. No, I think they're set up. I thought what was really awesome was
0: that it was a mom and pop, all black family. Um, so
1: uh, that surprised that me. That was so completely sustainable.
0: Like, uh, you know, they used what? They used... Uh, um, They used solar power. Solar power. Yeah. Uh, hand-picked, hand-tossed. Um, no, Non-GMO. Non-GMO. Like, basically, like, completely organic, sustainable um, pot farmers, mom and pop, and... Um, they were
1: happy and making money and they were black and they were proud of it. So the, the the end of the, the, he says it at the, the, Oh, when they're eating dinner. So they, he went to dinner with, uh, the two, uh, and they're pretty young. Mm -hmm. That started the weed company. He went to dinner third generation. He went to dinner at Mon Moon with them, which is great restaurants. Um, if you guys haven't been there, go check it out. That is, uh, Jason Stratton. Yes. Uh, and Melrose, not Melrose market. It's not Melrose market, but it isn't on Melrose. It's like Pike and Melrose. Yeah. Pine and Melrose. Uh, Oh Yeah, because it's on the street going down towards downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was interesting. He said that he had sat down, had a family meeting and was like, listen, we need to get a, a weed. Uh, yeah, he basically had a business plan and was like, we need to get into this from the ground. Well, we need floor. a license. But we need a license. That was the end of his. Yeah, He was like, we need to get on it and just get the license. And basically all you needed for a license was a certain amount of land, mm-hmm. a security fence, and Cam- cameras. And they just slapped those up there and then got it. And then his grandma was, or his mom, was it his grandma or his yeah, mom? I think it was his mom, and she wanted to test she, all the weed. She was like, uh, uh, can I be in, in charge of uh, R&D, research and <laughs> development? Like, I smoke all the weed and tell you what's uh, what's good and what's not. But anyway, uh, then he went out to, uh, he went to Nathan Miravold's test kitchen yeah. out in Belle, Bellevue. Yep. And... Uh, they, you've been there before. I have,
0: which was pretty funny because I got pissed when I was watching that part because I was like, "They ain't show us none of that shit." Like they showed us—that's the new new. No, I know, but we were there when they were when they, they were done. What do you mean ma- they didn't show
1: you any of that. They stuff? didn't
0: show and all the stuff that they showed him, which I understand. Well, they Well, the, because I don't it's think Anthony the book Bourdain. is even out yet. No, it's not. But like, they didn't show us any. Like they didn't
1: show us that fucking bread in a jar. Well, that's what I was gonna. T- I was gonna touch on. So let, let me touch on it. So he basically. You know, Nathan Miravold, if you guys don't know him, uh, used to be Chief Technology Officer for... Microsoft? Microsoft. Uh, He left, started his own company uh, dealing with patents and stuff like that called Intellectual Ventures. And then he started... writing Modernist Cuisine, Mm -hmm. hired a bunch of super talented chefs. All Michelin rated. uh, All Michelin rated, brought them in from all all over the world and started uh, being like a Frankenstein of the cooking world, Mm -hmm. Uh, doing some really weird stuff, put out the Modernist Cuisine book. uh, has done some other crazy, crazy stuff. I think he's working with Coffee Flower and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, But uh, he is now writing a book on bread, strictly Mm -hmm. on bread which I've been hearing about for a while. So he sat Anthony Bourdain down and he showed him one of the newest things, which was uh, canned bread, canned bread, jarred bread. And it lasts for like nine months. I'd like to taste that. But like even, even like Anthony Bourdain said, it's like, he's not very good at making bread. I'm not that good at making bread either. It's a very tough thing. So for these chefs out there at uh, the modern cuisine kitchen to be just just, messing with bread it's it blows my mind uh super interesting and i can't wait to see that book it's out is it it is out it's out okay um and yeah he went out to a couple other we don't want to touch on uh he went and saw rachel yang out at revel mm-hmm. which is great he went down the street and went to add which is also uh, fun yeah and tried test out some uh, virtual reality porn yeah that's he i think he got a little too excited well, I mean, he I think he took the head on top. Oh, I also wanted to shout out some of the homies that were in the show. I saw Lurch walking down the street, uh, uh, Shane and Sean. Uh, shout out Hate City. Uh, since where you made it on TV, y'all made it on TV. Uh, who else does see in that show? I don't know. Shout out my boss, my owner, uh, Joey Nix. He got two murals in that show. Not just one, but the one on the side of the comment and one in Attabaw. Uh, let's see. Yeah, went to Man Moon. Oh, yeah. He went. So then speaking of uh, Modern's Cuisine Kitchen, uh, I can't, I don't remember their names, and I've met one of them before, uh, but two of the guys uh, who used to work at Modern's Cuisine left Modern's oh, Cuisine and started Chef Steps, which is down in the market, uh, and he went over to Vashon Island and did a clam bake with those guys. And so it just got me thinking. I was like, do those dudes actually live on Vashon Island? or Probably. Well, I don't or know. They probably have a house on Vashon Island. You think? Why not? I guess. But he went over to the clan bake with them. Uh, and then he, he talked a lot about serial killers. He, he was really into serial killers. Super killing. into it. So um. he went to Taylor Shellfish down in Pioneer Square and ate with some uh, old heads. I don't know any of those dudes, but I guess I'm a young boy. Yeah, they, I guess they're pretty popular. Uh, my
0: my stepmom knew who they
1: were. Yeah,
0: um, but anyway, um, I thought that there were some really cool points in the in the episode uh, pertaining to food because there's a lot going on in that episode not, that does not pertain to food, um, and I thought it was very interesting that Nathan Miravold was talking about how. So goofy. Yeah, he's very goofy. But (laughs) Bourdain was like, you know, um, I understand why you're making this book, but, you know, cooking is an art form. It's something that you feel. And Nathan Marivold responded with, like, just because it's an art form and just because you feel something doesn't mean you can't learn to do it right. Correct. Um, And I think that's a really awesome thing to say and an awesome thing to do and to teach people because it raises the standards of people's, um, of the basics for people so that they can start from a different
1: standpoint. Well, and that and and the thing about what I appreciate about Nathan Mirabold is and his book was what he does is he does it. So correctly and so perfect. Yeah. He leaves nothing to the imagination. He covers it all from front to back when it comes to gastronomy and cooking and the science of cooking. But still leaves it open for your interpretation. You can do what you can go any way with yeah. it. He's teaching you the foundations of why you do things a certain way. Yeah. Because uh, he's done it all. He's tested it all. So... Um, Yeah. That was great. Um, Let's see. He went to North Star Diner and uh, Shanghai Room, which if you guys hang in the industry, you don't go there. It's a great spot. Uh, They, yeah. North Star used to be something different.
0: It used to be a karaoke bar.
1: No. Shanghai's next door. That is. They're the same. They're one and the same. So, North Star Diner's open 24 hours, serve you food, uh, get drunk next door, and then Shanghai Room does karaoke and stuff next door. which he talked to a cop more about serial killers. Um, and then he finished it up with... Oh, no. He went to Ocho, which, Johnny... I don't, I've don't, i never been to Ocho. You've been to Ocho? I've been there once. Uh,
0: wasn't very, very memorable, but I'm not a hater, you know?
1: But he went there with uh, Mark Lanigan, uh, the lead singer of Screaming Trees. He's also been in... Uh, I don't know. He's a bunch good. of other stuff. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. It was a great episode. I uh, highly recommend it, even if you're not from Seattle. If you are from Seattle, it is a good one. I mean, it it's It shows not, you what we're about right now. Yeah. It's not all about food and stuff like that, but it was great. Okay. Uh, enough on uh, sucking Anthony off. Just don't little because.
0: Well, I, just, I mean, one last point. I just thought it was cool about how, like, since we're in the future and we're in- into technology, um, how these people are using technology to further the advancement of the culinary industry um, by creating videos and recipes and virtual things and things that you can do to learn more, so you feel more immersed. So
1: yeah, it's guys geek wire. We're si- yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like we have been advanced. Our city is advanced, and we we really reap a lot of the benefits of the tech industry being here. Yeah, but the benefits we, we can reap the non-benefits yeah that's true I was asking my owners like how come we weren't in this episode he's like yeah we were yeah we were asked about it but we uh, we weren't open yet so Uh, no June baby they didn't come June baby no 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 so he's not on that I guess he's not white devil fortunate white devil white devil we got some good food um Um, all right Johnny what else we covering what else are
0: we covering these days
1: (laughs) Life. I thought you wanted to t- touch over the list of uh, the Seattle restaurants that made it on that list. Oh, yeah, I was. But since, I we was... Were, since we were up in Seattle big today. Yeah, we are up in Seattle
0: big. But I kind of wanted to touch on that Italy thing because it was funny.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of. Uh, yeah. uh, So in L.A.,
0: they had an opening for one of Mario Batali's chain restaurants, I guess you could say, because he has a few of them. Uh,
1: I mean, we have lines at our Batali
0: yeah, restaurant, but here. it's called Eataly. Um I've never been to one, but people have, and they say it's okay. But they it's opened okay. in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and I guess they had such large lines. Um, they were not. They said no joke, literally, close to a thousand people were waiting in line to get in that's not including the people who were already in their seating they had long waits this was the opening day um, and after that day they had to close to reassess and have a day of rest for their workers because they got overworked so hard and it was just funny because it was just like I never it doesn't matter what, it seems like it doesn't matter what type of food it is, people will just go after that name Like I would never want to go eat at a place called Italy that was Mario Batali's one of his, you know, chain restaurants.
1: Well, they're comparing it to what's the name of the, I don't know how to pronounce it. I can't remember the name. They're comparing it to the, like a Sombaro. Oh yeah. Hell no. Something like yeah. that. Pangliacci, Pagliacci like our style here where it's like you come in, you look at what they got behind the counter. It's know, quick, it's, it's quick, like, fast it's quick, serve. Fast, yeah. Uh, I think that's what they call those style of restaurant. Quick serve food stations. It's funny. um, yeah I don't know like i don't well, I'm trying to understand why he shut down like what he's he was a, to say. I guess it's a thing that happens for a lot of people they just they just close down for a little bit I'm overwhelmed right that's a good thing, man make that money. Right, And if, and if you know, some of the kitchen staff there is working off tips, I don't know, Johnny just brought this up to me this morning, so I didn't really get to look too much into it, but...
0: It, I mean, there was not much about it. It was just basically saying that they had a very, very busy opening, and then they had a day of rest, and it was funny because... it A was, day of rest. Yeah, because it was almost as if it was planned, like they knew that they were going to get that busy, and blah, blah, blah. It was just pretty silly um anyway i kind of wanted to talk more about turkey day than the rest there's 38 restaurants is too many so we'll talk about that more next week
1: all right before we get into that i wanted to shout out uh which i forgot i want to shout out our old uh, sous chef uh anna janowski just opened up a, a food truck oh i thought she was working at uh jolie i don't know she was probably covering there helping out oh cool what's it called sunny up seattle Oh, shit. That... <laughs> Egg sandwiches. That's funny. Look for it on the streets. I don't think they've hit the ground yet, but they do have their licensing and all that stuff, and they do have their truck. I'm going to have to check her out. It should be out there That's soon. Dope. I just texted her last night and was like, oh, you trying to come on that show and uh, talk about your truck? I've been trying to get her to come on the show because I like her so much. Yeah, she's dope. She handles her business. She's a boss in the kitchen, and I just really, really enjoy her energy. I know it's, very, it's low energy, but it's you know, it spreads far and wide. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, Johnny, you want to talk about Turkey, Turkey day? Yeah, just a couple of quick tips and fun things
0: that we're doing for Thanksgiving. Um, we're getting close to that day. It's coming up.
1: This, uh, this episode will be out on Thursday. On Thanksgiving. So listen with your family or not. Uh preferably not. No, uh, we didn't curse this episode. I did a little bit. I apologize. I did not.
0: I'm, it's hard. Very, it very hard, hard for me. But uh, basically, I just want to talk about Thanksgiving and get everyone excited. It's a really fun time of year. It really does mark the beginning of the um, fall, <sighs> winter holidays, which are my favorite because harvest. the harvest holidays, because they're more... Um, Um, Family oriented It's all about that squash man Yeah it's all about that squash Like everyone's like Oh Halloween starts the The season off And I'm like Halloween is You know It is what it is But Halloween's It's own separate thing Thanksgiving is really the day Where it brings all your family together And then basically For the next two months You're just doing things That are family oriented And that's what I enjoy a lot Um so this year, I'm cooking the turkey. I went to Safeway the other day and was buying groceries, spent over $100 at Safeway, and they said, you want a free 13-pound turkey? And I said, hell yeah. How'd that happen? If you spend over $100, you get a free turkey. If you spend over $50, you get it four to, 3 to $4 dollars a pound. What? Yeah. <laughs> Quick tip. Good one, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, grocery outlets also doing the same thing. I don't know if I trust some turkey
1: from gross out. Yeah, no, for real though. Uh, I mean, but they're frozen. But I, I've bought, t- you should have went to the homeboy next to your, your mom's store. Bob? Yeah. I, I
0: just went to his I went to t- say turkeys are popping. Yeah, I know. But I just went to say they were just like
1: free turkey. Yeah, I
0: was just buying groceries and they were like, they were like, oh, you want a free turkey? And I was like, I'm not going to say no to a free turkey. But my stepmom also has a turkey, so I'm going to cook theirs and save mine for Christmas. I'm just going to freeze it until Christmas. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to do a turkey. I'm really excited because I'm going to try. I was watching Bob's Burgers last night. And it's the, it was the Thanksgiving episode and he, he gets, if you've ever seen Bob's burgers, you know how into Thanksgiving he gets, he talks to his bird, he like talks to his tools and all that stuff. Bob. And it was a good episode because it was all about, it was all the stuff that I wanted to do this year. So he's like, I'm brining my bird. And the kids are like, yeah, we know you're brining the birds with orange fields and cloves and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, and then I'm thinking about spatchcocking it. Do you know what spatchcocking is? <laughs> and then, you know, they say something funny and then he talks about how it's where you take the the backbone out and you press the breast down and crack the rib cage so you can cook it more evenly and um, you just get a better product and the skin gets nice and crispy and you don't have that undercarriage that's all soggy and the top that's all crispy. Hey,
1: take all that out.
0: Yeah, and then you can use the backbone for a gravy or something like that. Stock it up. Which is fun. So it was really good because I was just like, oh man, now I can't wait to make a turkey because I'm going to do that with my turkey this year is I'm going to brand it and spatchcock it. Um, Bob's Burgers inspired. Inspiration. But yeah, so um, we're just going to talk about about some of the things that we enjoy during Thanksgiving, and then give you some recipes. On, we've done this before. What, yeah, I think we do this every year, which I think is a good tradition. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so everyone talks about you know the basics, you know Brussels sprouts and stuffing and gravy and cranberry sauce. But I want to talk about more of this of the weird stuff that we've seen at Thanksgivings um, that we've en- enjoyed.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, so my ex-girlfriend is Chamorro, which is Guamanian. Oh, okay. And they serve pretty much service every holiday. They have your turkey. They have your gravy. They have your stuffing, your mashed potatoes, all that stuff. But they also serve like orange rice. Oh, orange rice and lumpia. Always fresh, fresh lumpia. That sounds so bomb though. Uh, one of the things that I, <clears throat> I like to do was when I'd go to their house. So it kind of in that, in that, um, tradition of their people, most of the men sit around and drink beer and watch football and mm-hmm. just hang out, talk all the women in the kitchen cooking all day. That's just kind of, you would separate go your each ways and then you'd see each other during dinner. But I'd always go into the kitchen and help the women out cooking just cause I enjoy cooking. But I learned how to roll a mean lumpia because they would make the mix and then they'd all sit around the table and just roll lumpia yeah. for like an hour. That way they all get done. And you've done rolled a thousand lumpia. It's like a hundred lumpia per person, whatever. 10 of you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that number. was really fun. And that's just something that I, you know, when I dated my ex-girlfriend that I just come to think was normal was that you served rice yeah. with, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner and uh lumpia went with everything. So we, we've said that on the show before too. So, you know, don't, don't, you don't have to go traditional. No, and like it's always good to have the staples, like, because you know,
0: Thanksgiving is always tasty when you have mashed potato stuff or stuffing. Stuffing and dressing, though, let's make a clear point, are two different things. True that. Um, I know people that will smack fire from your face if you ever talk about making stuffing, and they're like, You mean the stuff you put in the turkey? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, no, we make dressing around here. That's it's completely different. If you make it in a pan and you don't put it in the turkey, that's dressing. Yeah. But the if you,
1: why, that's the reason why it's called stuffing. Because
0: stuffing, you're stuffing in the turkey. Um, but yeah. So um, one of the things that I really enjoy, um, which is weird because I used to hate it, is Uh, Sweet potato pie And I know that that's like a classic thing Or whatever everyone says it But I used to hate it Because one time I ate a piece of sweet potato pie Thinking it was pumpkin pie And this was not the best sweet potato pie You've ever had And it was like spicy And like it wasn't sweet at all and it ruined everything and recently I've been um, getting back into it because uh, at the restaurant that I work at, June Baby, they are making it for the holidays and I got to try a piece and I was like, wow, this is actually really good. It almost
1: tastes like a pumpkin pie. Um, another thing that I really enjoy. Hold on, hold on. I gotta play this clip of these uh, these two black people watching a... Uh, why? Why? Listen because it's so good. Here it is. But, They're watching this white people on a, a, a YouTube to make a sweet potato pie. Just listen to this. Oh,
0: that's
1: all brewster. That's nasty. That ain't sweet
0: potato. That's a red that, potato. I don't know what that was. And disguised Good God, that's a lot of egg. Dark sugar.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't nobody use. Gr-
0: How did they just melt me. that butter with their hands? That's dirt. She, so You're so supposed dirt. to use granulated. That's devil's They granulated. need a
1: mixer. Granulated. Girl, I you don't know, know the word.
0: I can't see it well that's the deep dish they didn't make that much mixture for that you're gonna be able to get that out of there Adam. <gasps> No, that's no so shredded cheese. I ain't never know my auntie. Before. Oh no Jesus! <laughs> oh no, white Jesus. That's, that's the devil's work. White it. Jesus. It's no Jesus in this. Look at it. It don't even look pretty. She ain't even put the thing on it to make. Girl, you worried about the crust? They put cheese in this. Yeah, but it's just nobody. <laughs> absolutely no not. Christmas, no, no, look. Thanksgiving. Absolutely, you better not bring something to me like that. It'll sit in the, the box. White people need to be stopped. It'll sit
1: in the box. <laughs> Uh, That just reminded me when you were talking about that. White people need to be stopped. He said, Cheese. (laughs) Never. Never. Um,
0: but yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying <laughs> before Robbie had to interrupt me for that snippet, which was funny. I will admit that, that was funny. Um, it's to do something a little bit more less traditional because uh, my dad can't eat turkey this year. And I don't know why. I haven't asked him yet, but he can't eat turkey. So we're thinking of other alternatives to make for him. And somebody was like a chicken. And I was like, that doesn't make you feel special. And they're like a ham. And I was like, ain't nobody going to eat a whole ham to themselves. you know? Well, dog a <laughs> couple quails. Yeah, you know, actually that's actually a really good idea. It's just yeah. some sort of roasted bird or something that's fun that's a little bit different. Um that's also tasty. I was also like, you know what? Get him a steak. Yeah, get them a nice steak. Yeah, man. Make them a really nice, dry-aged steak. Yeah. And just like hook it up. Go to the butcher shop. But, you know, um, give us some feedback on what your favorite thing is that you had at Thanksgiving or what you liked to make. Or if you saw anything that was funny or weird, you can get us at uh, grill how long steak Mister at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and let us know. And we'll talk about it next week when we're on the show and kind of laugh about it and have a good time with each other. you want to throw out a quick recipe? yeah um so i'm gonna throw out a quick recipe for a thanksgiving day feast um what i'm gonna do this is something i will be doing for my thanksgiving this year as well as a turkey um is roasted carrots and i know that that sounds plain jane or whatever but uh i'm gonna tell you a few things that i like to do that make it a little bit more fun and uh a little bit more desirable on the, on the, on the table. So, um, you're going to get some of your regular carrots. Uh, it could be bunch carrots, uh, it could be horse carrots, whatever you like to use. I like to use bunch carrots cause generally that means they're organic. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to roast those whole at around 400, 425 degrees with garlic, olive oil, a little bit of salt, um, thyme, and you're going to dress it also with a little bit of champagne vinegar and brown sugar, um, and what's that's gonna, what that's gonna do is give you a little agrodolce, basically, where it's sweet and it's a little tart and sour. Um, you're gonna roast those until they're nice and a good color. Um, after that, you'll take it out. I might try and do this part uh, if I can, And if I have time, but I don't know if weather will permit me to do it, but I wanted to smoke the carrots after I roasted them. Cold smoke? Yeah. Do a quick little cold smoke for like 30, 45 minutes, um, with, with some good wood chips. Um, you can do this one of many ways. If you have a smoker, you can use a smoker. If you have a charcoal grill, you can use it as well. You just have to make sure you plug all the holes. Um, one way I like to do it is with a hotel pan, large one, um, and put your, um, wood chips on one side and put your meat on the other get your wood chips hot and cover it in tin foil and that'll create a smoke inside just make sure that your chips
1: and your product aren't touching each other yeah that, that's usually what i do i'll just put your chips in the yeah aluminum
0: foil. um and, and and if it doesn't happen that way and you can't smoke them whatever it's just something fun that i'm thinking about doing just to be impressive at thanksgiving um and then what you're gonna do is just cut them. Like cut them down in half and make little nice little shapes Oblique. uh, ob- obliques yes if you would and then you're just gonna roast them in a hot pan and get some good color on there and uh, make sure that you season them up real nicely maybe a little bit more acid and some salt and uh, you know some and um, some fresh herbs and then just put that in a bowl and take it over to your family's house and it'll be popping you know. Good one, Johnny. Sounds delicious.
1: Awesome. All right. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you guys uh, the recipe. <laughs> I wonder my owners feel about this, but it's not a big deal. Uh, you can find any of the, some of these recipes online, but it's basically an herb, uh, an herb crusted, uh, roasted turkey breast. Uh, so at my restaurant, I, uh, use, I just buy turkey breasts. And then what I do is I brine them, which I make a simple brine. Uh, it's like a gallon water, a gallon ice, one cup of brown sugar and one cup of salt. Um, and then I just pour super hot water, uh, one gallon into a giant, uh, whatever will fit your turkey breast in there. And then I pour the sugar and the salt in there. And uh, let it uh, break down, and then I pour the ice in there, and then I put my turkey in there for t- twelve to twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull it out, I rinse it off, and then what I do is I take about four cloves of garlic, uh, about a tablespoon of dry mustard, about I don't know quarter cup of rosemary, quarter cup of sage leaves, quarter cup of thyme. Time, uh, marjoram. Is that how we? I, I marjoram. 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 Um, quarter cup of that. I take a tablespoon of salt, a tablespoon of black pepper, and then I use about a eh, close to a cup of uh, olive oil, and then I take about a. Uh, Half cup of lemon juice um, and a little bit of white wine, uh, maybe a uh, equal parts. We'll do a half cup uh, lemon juice, half cup white wine, <clears throat> and then um, I make like a paste, and then I cover, I rub my bird breast, uh, and I let it. I usually I like to let it sit in there for almost another day, uh, just to pull some moisture out of there, and then I put it in the oven for about 325 degrees for man. You know, two and a half, three hours Mm -hmm. um, until it comes up to about 160 and then I pull it out and let it rest and I slice. That thing is juicy and it is on my sandwich called the Jive Turkey. So Check that out. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, Season 2, Episode 4 of Grow How Long Steak, Mister? Um, About to come out the oven now. Shit's burnt. probably pretty crazy. I just cursed Uh, I would like to not thank Keith because he was not here but I would like to thank uh, the Soundcasting Network and Studio 212 for allowing us to record here Uh, I want to thank Johnny for taking the time out away from his beautiful beautiful baby boy (laughs) um to come down here and record and I'd like to thank all the listeners. Uh, if you want to contact us, which people have been reaching out to us uh, via Facebook, which is uh, Grill How Long Steak Mister. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is what, Johnny? Uh, at How Long Steak Mister. Uh, our Twitter is... No, our Instagram is at Grill How Long Steak Mister.
0: <laughs> our Twitter is at How Long Steak Mister.
1: <laughs> and our, uh, email address is howlongsickmister at com. you can catch me on Instagram at Bobby Stills Johnny what's your Instagram Johnny Toonami it's all baby pictures
0: now though so if you want to see a really cute baby like really 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 cute (laughs) baby
1: we got um yeah Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show oh shout out to the crew at Witness uh, brunch squad there Uh, they bang our show heavy apparently hopefully you listen to the end of the show you can get your butts kicked and uh Had to turn it off. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, we got some really exciting guests coming up. I know we always say that, but uh, now that we're back, trying to get on a regular schedule, we are uh, starting to schedule some people, so. it's good. Yeah. Nothing's constant in life, though, when you have a kid. That's right, except baby poop. All right, guys, have a good day. Enjoy your turkey day. Uh, Yeah, you should listen to this show. Uh, Hopefully you're listening to this show while you're prepping out your uh, your kitchen. And at the beginning of this show, I'm putting a clip out. They put a really good clip of... Oh, never mind. You're gonna listen to we'll this. you listen so. to it, yeah. Alright, have a good day, guys. Peace. Peace. Grill. How long steak mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.